All right. Welcome back to Gal on the Go Unplugged. My guest today is Aisha Holy. I met Aisha more than a decade ago when she started her first entrepreneurial venture, Euro Bronze Sunless. I was seeking a quality spray tan for an event, and I was very intimidated by the process of having to be exposed. But she immediately put me at ease, made it super fun, and did a stellar job. Fast forward to today, Aisha is a serial entrepreneur and the true definition of a dynamo. She's a partner at a law firm, VP of a luxury spa and wellness company, and president of a boutique firm providing accounting and bookkeeping services to small biz clients. Whew, there is nothing this woman cannot do. Welcome to the show, Aisha. Oh, hi, thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> well, uh, as stated, you know, you are obviously a super busy businesswoman and a new mom. So let's get right into this journey of yours. Um, why did you start your first business and how did it come about? So the first one was actually um, kind of an accident, I think. I was fresh out of college. I was working uh, for a small accounting firm at that time. Um, and that firm was going under. Um, but I also, during that time, saw what I was being billed at. And I asked myself why I couldn't just do this on my own. Um, so fortunately, that firm ended up going under and a couple of the clients that I had been working with, um, they reached out to me after that firm closed and asked if I could just continue on their accounts. And so that kind of established a little bit of a basis for the original accounting firm. And from there, I just advertised my services um, on my own and grew from there. So you know, in that regard, I didn't need any savings. I was kind of starting, um, it was kind of a, an organic transition from the old firm. And that was the basis of my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I think there is a common misconception though, that money is always needed to start a business. And really the majority of the time, it's just noticing a hole in the market, um, which I noticed when I was working at that firm where um, businesses needed accounting support, small businesses especially, but they weren't at a point where they were ready to hire a full-time employee or engage in an entire accounting firm. So I positioned myself as someone to fill that void, um, which again is what I think entrepreneurship is, just identifying a void and working to fill it. I love it. So you took like a situation that could have been negative, you know, with your employer and you turned it around, thought creatively and got to work on, you know, a solution to that. Um, that's just awesome. And I didn't realize. So the first business was actually um, Balance Group Accounting and Consulting then? Yes. Yep. Okay. And that actually was my my foundational business. Um from the very beginning, 
And I still have that one to this day. And the need for those services still exists in that same capacity, meaning there are still tons of small and medium-sized businesses that do not have the need for a full-time employee or an entire firm. Um, And so they look for a single person um, or just a consultant to come in and take care of their accounting and bookkeeping needs. Um, just either like a couple days a month or on a, a, a retainer basis. And um, I don't think that that need will ever go away. So I think I'll always have that business. And so that's the good news. So that business that's kind of like your baby um, yes. will like withstand. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So, okay. So then you got into starting your Euro bronze business. So how did you transition or how did that come about, you know, already having the accounting and consulting business? So I think you'll see there's a pattern in my journey where um, one situation will eventually lead to another. So in this case, I actually worked at the original Eurobrand, which was a tanning salon um, and kind of spa uh, throughout high school and college. And then after I graduated college, I was still working there a couple, just a couple weekends a month. Um, but I ended up, I was probably in my mid twenties at that point, I ended up buying that salon um, from the original owners. And oh, wow. Yes. So I, you know, I worked there probably for maybe a decade. And then when they were looking to get rid of it, they reached out to me because I had been there for so long, um, even though I wasn't working there very much at the time. Um, and I had always loved working there. I loved the, just the energy and you know, coming off kind of the success of my first business, I said, why not? I'll try something a little bit new because this is more retail focused um, as opposed to strictly professional services, which is what I did with the accounting firm. And um, so that's how I ended up at the original Eurobronze. Now this most current iteration of Eurobronze um, that grew from what I learned at the original Eurobronze when I moved from Virginia to DC. So, okay. So y- y- when you started your Eurobronze business, um, you said you threw yourself into learning the ins and outs of sunless tanning while perfecting your craft. Like right. the fact that you had worked there, right. And you didn't necessarily foresee, I'm sure that one day you would become like the owner. Um, did you learn those ins and outs along the way and just like, remember the things you learned or was there like a turning point or when you knew you were going to become a buyer, like that's when you started to tap into certain things that would help you perfect. Um, and well, what are some of the ways you did it? So that answer to that is twofold. Yes, I was constantly learning along the way when I worked there. Um, when I when it became apparent that there was a potential to buy it, I did have to kind of throw myself into learning the ins and outs of um, the higher level functions, right? So like uh, managing 
people, hiring, firing, systems, integration, um, that sort of thing. Luckily, because I already had an accounting background, I already understood the basics of like financial management and reading your um, reports and, and accounting um, and anything related to that. Now, one of the things that did happen when I eventually purchased the original Euro Bronze was that I brought in the service of airbrush tanning. That was not something that existed when I worked there as an employee. Right. So when I, you know, one of the things that you're doing when you own a business is you're constantly um, kind of like researching and trying to stay abreast of like trends and competition. And at the time, this was um, maybe like almost 10 years ago, gosh, aging myself, but about, (laughs) about 10 years ago, I noticed that airbrushing was was a really popular trend and at the time you were mostly seeing it um like on the red carpet like reality stars were doing it celebrities were doing it it wasn't as so much something that the average person was uh, getting done on a regular basis but i also saw one of the trends in the old euro bronze was that the younger clientele, meaning the high school students and the college students, were not tanning as frequently. So, you know, if you remember that original Eurobronze had tanning beds and that was the majority of our business at the time that I purchased it. Um, And then I noticed that high school students and college students were not tanning in tanning beds as, as often as they used to, or even as often as like I did when I was that age. <laughs> so I was kind of looking for something to re-engage those, that demographic. And um, I came across airbrushing. I saw that celebrities were doing it. You know, having once been a high school and college student myself, I said, well, anything that's popular with celebrities, anything that's trendy, for the most part, high school and college students will jump on. Um, and so I looked into oh, ways that I could bring it into our salon. Um, and at that time, while I had been already in practice in larger metropolitan areas like California and New York for years, it still wasn't something that was like widespread um, outside of major cities. So I had to do some digging to find people that trained or certified you know, you on how to, to airbrush people. So I found a trainer, someone who actually worked, um, uh, in Hollywood. I connected with her. She trained me in, in California and New York. And oh, wow. then from there I turned around and, you know, I just like obsessively researched all different techniques. I followed, um, uh, different like airbrush artists in bigger cities. I researched manufacturers. I tested solutions. I practiced on tons of friends and family just <laughs> until I got a really good handle on it because I knew that when I finally launched it at Eurobronze, even if I wasn't the one who was performing the services all the time, I needed to know the ins and outs of it in order to be able to sell it, you know, in order to be able to like troubleshoot issues and to always be a backup um, in the case of this becoming wildly popular, which you should always assume that whatever you, you know, adopt and introduce into your um, business will be wildly popular. (laughs) So 
Um, I knew that even if I hired people and taught them how to do it, that I would still need to be able to do it myself in order to um, provide support. And I think so, that's yeah. valued as a customer and an employee, meaning like if the person at the top is willing to know the behind the scenes of the product or service they're selling, like I just have so much more respect for that person, which is you, because it it demonstrates to me like that you care, you know, and that you can provide resolution as a business owner to your point if there's something that comes up because you know all the elements to it. And, you know, you were one of the first people that actually I ever did get, you know, um, awareness of um, sunless tanning about. Like I had never heard of it before. Uh, so I, I think, you know, um, yeah, it was. It was actually really interesting because um, that sort of helped me to expand into DC. When I offered airbrushing originally at the Virginia Eurobronze, we were the only ones in our city that were offering it, um, which I thought was really interesting. And again, because I thought it was a trend, you know, I was like, well, we'll see how long this lasts. Um, the interesting thing was that although I was pitching this to high school and college students in order to re-engage that market, I actually ended up getting clients that were primarily like uh, professionals, middle-aged women, um, because as we aged, everyone was becoming more aware of like sun exposure. So we were all kind of trying to scale back our exposure to UV rays, but nobody ever truly stopped wanting to be tan because you could never, you know, you couldn't deny how much better it made you look and feel. Yeah. Um, yeah that glow. <laughs> exactly. So that, that was something that I didn't anticipate when I introduced it. Now, when I moved to DC, I said, oh, well, I was doing so much airbrushing at the time in Virginia, but you know, I moved to DC and I said, I wonder who else is airbrushing in DC? Maybe I should do it here. And I looked and there was like nobody. Oh, right? wow. And so, yeah, exactly. Really surprising. Um, and so again, like I said, you know, being an entrepreneur is primarily identifying a void and working to fill it. I saw like, there's nobody here doing this. Um, but it's something that was so, so popular for me in Virginia it's clearly popular in bigger cities. It's not here yet, but eventually it will be, especially um, realizing that trend of people kind of scaling back their exposure to the natural sun. And so that's when I set up shop in DC and I said, okay, well, eventually they'll realize that they need it or they want it here. And when they do, I'll be ready. That was so smart of you, though. Like you, you know, you foresaw the trend, but not only that, I feel like you were patient to wait it out to, you know, have the like faith that that trend was going to actually, you know, pay off and be embraced. Because I think a lot of times with business owners, let's say they, you know, um, they have good, like, uh, you know, insight into what trends are, but they're not necessarily willing to put in the time to like, right. you know, of what it takes. Cause you know, not everything is instantaneous. Um, no. And that is also, I think a common misconception. Um, 
one, you have to be patient, right? There are, there are definitely some people who make it in their successful right out of the gate, but the majority of entrepreneurial journeys do not start that way. And it's very easy to compare yourself to somebody else's middle or end, right? When you start, you're looking at people who have been in the game for years and even, and you may not even realize that. So I know that now the Eurobonds in DC is very successful and I'm very grateful for that. But a lot of people don't know that, you know, I had a salon in Virginia that I worked at for 10, 15 years and then that I owned for, you know, what, five or six years before the Eurobonds in DC was ever even established. Yeah, and I think that's really important and great that you shared that so that people do realize, you know, it's not this instant gratification, you know, situation in businesses, because that could be the deception a lot of times, like um, through television shows, you know. Oh, Um, totally. And I even, you know, I am guilty of looking at where others are at and being like, gosh, how, you know, I'm so upset that we're not that point yet. And, um, I forget, I don't know where they're at in their journey. I don't know how many years they've put in to get to where they're at or what other trials and tribulations they've gone through. Great point. Well, okay. So your Euro bronze in your accounting consulting group, like they are very different businesses. So this might be a difficult question, but it, you know, are one of your businesses your favorite? Like, you know, a parent has a favorite child. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that, but it's so true. Um, <laughs> yes, right now I um, I definitely do, and I, I think it's also important to highlight though that the different businesses that I have of all, you know, they fulfill a different need in me personally. The um, I love the accounting because it challenges me and I love working with different small businesses in a variety of industries. So I'm learning so many things about how different people run their different businesses and how different industries operate. Um, and then the, the spa and wellness company, um, I work primarily there with hotels. And so I think it's super interesting to be um, involved in that industry. But then right now, Eurobonds is my favorite child. <laughs> I mean, the energy, <laughs> the, um, this iteration of it, you know, I probably maybe wouldn't have said that about the original one, even though I loved it so much. Um, but where we're at right now with the, the current one in Georgetown, it is so uh, just like everything that I ever dreamed it would be. The energy, it, they're so uplifting um, in large part because you know, our clients always leave so much happier than they arrived um, because they look better and thus feel better about themselves. Um, we took a lot of care in designing that studio so that it was bright, airy, chic, you know. Um, it's a really comfortable place and it's in a great location in Georgetown. So it's always buzzing. Um, so I just, I love being there. We get such interesting clientele. We, you know, Politico, local celebs, actresses, models, socialites, just the residents themselves are wildly interesting in DC, um, such a transient community. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that the, the profit margins there are pretty great as well. So. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not surprised you attract like, you know, um, a, a big clientele and a diverse clientele, because again, like, I feel like you're so thoughtful just by what you shared, like all the attention to detail that you truly take into consideration that's beyond like the superficial visual. And, you know, like I even noticed through your social media that you had had a photo shoot for the company and um, you used like real people of all different like shapes, size, you know, ages. And I was like, so blown away and was like, go Aisha. (laughs) You know what? I'm so happy to hear that because that is really important to me. That was always something that was really important to me because I felt like a lot of, of our competitors were always highlighting, um, you know, girl bikini models getting spray tans and i'm like who is tanning those people like those are not the majority (laughs) of the people that are getting spray tans it's like like i was saying um professionals middle-aged women moms teachers students but like not bikini models but that's all you see in that sort of advertising um and so i really wanted to highlight the people that we were actually encountering on a day-to-day basis and none of i shouldn't say none of them but the majority of them also don't have perfect bodies. And so I think that also keeps a lot of people from coming in and trying the service because they assume that the only people that are receiving these services are perfect body bikini, bikini models. And yeah, which is intimidating. You, and exactly. that's how and, you negate that, you know, which is so cool. Right. And so we do reach out to to real clients. I mean, everyone that you see in those shoots are their real clients and they are featuring actual tans that they've received at the studio. And, um, and I, I think it's such a fun way to engage with your clientele. And, um, you know, you have to do that sort of marketing. You have to do marketing anyway. So you might as well make it authentic. And so I'm glad that that's being recognized. And we, we also, um, had, you know, we promote that this is a service for everybody and anybody. And it really, it truly is down to, you know, all the different skin tones and skin types that we, um, that we see in our clientele. And so that was something we also really try to feature heavily in our marketing. Um, and we've gotten feedback that that's noticed. And so getting that feedback from others and from you is, it tells us that we're doing, we're on the right track. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to you big time. Um, Thank you. So <laughs> now, okay. So what's been your greatest challenge as a serial entrepreneur and how did you tackle that challenge? I think that my single, <laughs> single biggest challenge is always turning down opportunities and finding balance. And I have I have yet to completely tackle that problem um as we were you know as i've told you about earlier but um in a weird way becoming a mom helped because it forces you to kind of reprioritize and focus your energies um but it's always hard honestly once you've had a, a little taste of success in the entrepreneurial world it's incredibly hard to keep yourself from taking advantage of any opportunity that presents itself or, or to, um, you know, keep, keep a steady balance in your life between, you know, your having a home life, 
and um, working in your business and working on your business. So all that to say, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> hey, honesty. Yes. <laughs> and that makes sense. Like I, I didn't even think of that till you said it. You know, of course you're gonna have a struggle to turn down opportunities because the whole point of being an entrepreneur is you're trying to like get to the next level, get to the next level. So Um, It it would be a challenge um, to turn something down potentially when you're, you know, striving for like the opposite, basically, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So flip side of challenge, what has been your greatest joy as a serial entrepreneur? I... I think uh, there's not a single greatest joy, but some of the things that I enjoy about it are the flexibility and the creativity that it allows. And I don't think that I even fully realized how incredibly valuable the flexibility was until the pandemic hit, you know, when all of a sudden everybody was kind of getting a taste of what I I had been enjoying for years. Um, And then again, becoming a new mom, you need even more flexibility than you could ever have imagined. <laughs> um, so the fact that I'm able to, you know, move my schedule as needed or or focus on what I want to at any given time is just amazing. And then um, just the creativity, because whatever I can dream up, I could probably achieve or or make happen in some capacity. So I'm only limited by myself and my ideas. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you're such a dreamer that I can completely see, you know, um, that that's boundless with you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your drive, that combined with your drive. Hey, look out. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why I don't sleep very much. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you've, you've given some you know, amazing insight, but what are some tips for growing a company or what is some advice that you could give someone who's interested in starting their own business? Um, So I think the most important thing that you can tell the majority of people that want to be an entrepreneur or have a business idea is to just start. There will never be a perfect time. Um, There is a, a pretty popular, famous quote in regards to entrepreneurship that says that being an entrepreneur is a lot like jumping out of a plane and building the parachute on the way down. And it's so true. You just have this idea, you get going on it and you figure out all the other pieces along the way. Um, you, in one, one sense, it's like fake it till you make it, but, uh, it, it's so true. Um, and then the other, the only other thing I would say is to build a team that you can trust and take care of them, pay them as well as you can, um, respect them, and they will they will work so hard for you and help you achieve so much more than you can on your own. I love it um, because again, like you're so thoughtful in that that you care about the people who work for you, and I have to say, like that was even evident, you know, when I first came to visit your business, that people seemed happy, like genuinely happy, not, you know, script kind of happy. And 
you know, that's something that you want to be a part of as a customer or client, you know, um, an environment like that. So, yeah. And I'm glad that you could feel that, that, that does say a lot. And that is wonderful feedback. I mean, you always hope that that comes across to your client, but you're never certain until you hear it from one of them. Well, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Do you currently have, or had you at any point along the way, as you built these businesses, acquired a mentor and what is that relationship like or mean to you? Oh, I don't I didn't have an official mentor, but I was so fortunate that I had several unofficial mentors that I didn't even think knew that they were mentoring me. Um, but in my work um, with the balance group, I worked, you know, with so many small businesses and I was able to help and watch them as they grew. Um, so I was always able to kind of tap into those business owners for advice whenever I had questions in my own business. Um, and there were a few that I'm still, I still either work with in an official accounting capacity or are just very, very good friends at this point. And so having people that were once in my situation um, kind of as sounding boards has been incredibly valuable. And those have been, you know, quote unquote, my mentors. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I realize that that's, if you're not working the way that I am, where, you know, I was always working with other small businesses, it can be hard to find those resources, um, people that you can kind of use as unofficial mentors um, and can just kind of bounce ideas off of or get advice from whenever you're facing um, a unique situation. Um, so I am incredibly grateful for that. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So what mantra do you live by either professionally or personally? Um, I try to apply this to both, but work hard, play harder. (laughs) (laughs) So I realized that if, if I'm going to have to be working, um, there should also be that balance of, of getting a chance to play because um, you also don't want to get so caught up in working that you never get a chance to enjoy it. I think a lot of people go into owning their own business with the hopes that you'll be a millionaire, you'll make a ton of money, um, and that's great. And I think ultimately that is probably um in some way, everybody's goal. But if you never have the time to enjoy it, what's the point? Great point. Because (laughs) it's like you're working for what exactly like you said at that point, you know? So it's like Uh, what's gonna fuel you yeah, work to live, don't live to work sort of thing. Now, okay, so what's your favorite thing? Like what's one or your top couple of favorite things to do when you have quote unquote, some free time. <laughs> oh, uh, currently it's sleeping, <laughs> especially with an infant, but, um, the other things, uh, traveling, oh, I love traveling because it just inspires me so, so much and gives me so many more ideas for other businesses or better ways that I can, um, you know, improve mine. And then just to keep that balance, I, 
like to do some sort of, you know, working out movement activity. I think it's something that you really have to focus on as an entrepreneur because it's so easy to become obsessive about work. Yeah, your health is just as important, if not the most important, you know, given the leader of multiple businesses. Exactly. And, um, you know, the, the better you feel, the better work you can do and the, the better ideas you can come up with. Great point. Yeah, it's all yeah. about quality. So, okay. So you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you had great insight into sunless tanning being something that was up and coming and, you know, it was a trend. Um, to that point, what are some ways that you stay on top of trends in your businesses? Um, honestly, right now, especially in regards to the sunless tanning, social media is one of the easiest and most accessible ways for me to stay on top of trends for the studio. Uh, but other ways are, uh, you know, I subscribe to industry mags and publications for um, the Spawn Wellness Company. And I'm also involved in local business and community organizations. Um, For example, I'm the vice chair for Georgetown Main Street, which is an organization in Georgetown that focuses on the small businesses in the corridor, as opposed to the larger, you know, corporate backed businesses that exist. Um, And that really helps me keep my ear to the ground for all things um, business related. That's super smart and cool because it keeps you grounded within your community, you know. Um, oh, it I totally does. And and honestly, the more you can give back to the community that like fosters your success, the better the better things will be for you and your business. Oh, yeah. See, this is why again another reason why you're so awesome. <laughs> well, okay. So, what is a piece of advice that you would get? to someone who's thinking about starting their own small business? Um, I think there's a couple of key things. And again, the first one is to just start. You'll figure it out along the way. Don't, don't wait until you feel like you have all the pieces in place. And um, because there are so many pieces that you, you won't even think of that you're going to have to put together on the fly anyways. Um, So just get started, Uh, put a good team in place when you can and treat them well, Um, be fair and be consistent. I think the other big um, issue that I see for uh, small businesses or people trying to, to launch an idea or a service or a product is consistency. So, so many times you'll hear so-and-so has an idea, so-and-so is going to start a business, uh, which is incredibly easy to do in this day and age, you know, with, with the internet and um, social media. And they're super passionate about it and excited about it in the beginning. And then and after a few months, it's like crickets, like their social media pages aren't active. Their website hasn't been updated. There's, um, you know, they're all over the place or they've just, you know, gone MIA. But if you keep showing up every day, if you're consistent in what you're offering, and if you can't do that, then, you know, find that team that can help you do that. That's what I had to do. Um, you'll, you'll hit those milestones. And it might, again, it might not happen immediately. But if you're passionate about your idea, it'll be a lot easier to do. 
and then don't compare, you know, that you'll, you'll, um, always spiral if you start to compare yourself, because again, you don't know where anybody else is at in their journey. Um, and so there's just no point. Well, I think that's amazing advice and super inspirational. You, you've already, you know, since we had started talking, I have like all these things now going through my head that you yeah. <laughs> like revived my, you know, um, excitement. So thank oh, good. you. <laughs> yes, because it's, it is exciting. I mean, once again, I think I was very fortunate. I got a taste of, of success. And to me at that time, success was just, you know, making enough money to pay my bills. Uh, but I got enough of a taste of it where, you know, it totally energized me to just think that the sky was the limit, whatever I could, whatever is passionate enough about, um, that I could focus on every day, I could, you know, turn into something greater. Uh, and I still feel that way. I love it. And that keeps me going. Well, okay. So to that point. What do you want to achieve next? What do you have like coming up professionally that you are tackling? So my biggest goal for the next year or two is to scale Eurobronze to multiple locations. And I don't, you know, I won't, I won't jinx myself, but we're kind of working in that direction already. Um, I think it would be great to reach some other neighborhoods with additional locations Cool. Um, and then I think, yeah, just for the hell of it, I think I want to get my master's. Um, but I'm not sure. We'll see if I have time for that. <laughs> I feel like if anyone can make it work, you can. <laughs> so I mean, I think, oh, I'm going to so. follow up with you, but I bet you when I follow up with you, it'll be like I'm in the process of getting my master's or I have earned my master's. Already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think that would be great. But just, you know, constantly challenging yourself. There's always so much to learn about, you know, any given topic. So I think it would be nice to have one of those. Well, Mm -hmm. you are just absolutely amazing. And I, again, am so grateful for your time because I know you are a super busy woman. Um, I, I really encourage people, please check out Aisha's Ventures. If you are looking for... Euro Bronze Sunless Studio Services, go to www.ebzsunless.com or check out their IG page. Uh, that is at EBZ Sunless. And of course, because, you know, one business is just not enough, you have to also <laughs> make sure to check out the Balance Group Accounting and Consulting Services for your boutique businesses. If you have a boutique business or know someone who does, um, I would say go to their website at www.balancegroupinc.com. And again, if you want to check out their IG page, go to at Balance Group Inc. Thank you for oh. taking the time to unplug with me today, Aisha. Thank you. I hope you keep rocking on and crushing it. <laughs>